Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and our blood is 50% beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys. <laughs> and this week we are reading Bad Blood, Secrets and Lies in a Silicon Valley Startup by John Carreyrou. And starting with this beer from the Barrage? Bar Rage. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Brewing that's, company. that's better. <laughs> uh, called Nerd Girl. It is a hoppy pilsner with mosaic and citra hops at a 6.2% alcohol. Fine morning beer. <laughs> it could be a it reasonable early time evening. To we can record whenever we or want. Or it is really late last night. Yeah. <laughs> we just pretend R- we never went to sleep. Rally, guys. <laughs> so I brought this beer because the main character, nemesis of the book, the villain, is Elizabeth Holmes. who Protagonist and antagonist. Yes, indeed. She's a bit of a nerd. If it was a, a, if it was a male character, would it be an uncle agonist? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. um, <laughs> uh, yeah she is a nerd. She like, dropped out of... Protagonist. S- bro- <laughs> <laughs> she dropped out of Stanford to start up her own company, so uh, she's certainly Which right. always goes great. Well, you know, sometimes. You know, uh, Spoiler. Not this time. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what do you guys think of the beer? It's fine. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pilsner. Yeah, but it, it is. It feels a little thick. thick. It feels like an IPA to me. I wouldn't say that. It's got a different kind of vibe to well, me. It's, it's, it's not as... I don't know. There's a, there's a flavor in there. Maybe it's just like the, the Pilsner flavor. I would say it just tastes like a Pilsner. That's yeah. Uh, it's, but it's a nice Pilsner. It's technically, fine. all Pilsners are hoppy. This is much hoppier, though, and with more aggressive types of hops, like the citrusy kind of flavors as opposed to the earthy kind of hops you get in a Pilsner, usually. I don't know. This feels pretty Pilsner to me. A little hoppier, but... It's, it's still, if you are looking for a Pilsner, you won't be disappointed. Oh, yeah, totally. If they, if, they, if they hadn't put Hoppy Pilsner in the title, I would have been like, yes, this is a Pilsner. All right. Well, it's a good way to start the day. <laughs> or the Best evening. part of waking up is <laughs> Pilsner in your cup. You don't want to start with something extreme. Blood in your pee. So, uh, oh, well, yeah, that's every day, though. <laughs> that's every, yeah, that's before the beer. <laughs> so, yeah, so the book, uh, the main character uh, of the book the, is this famous person you know we're, we're making no bones about it we're doing this because this is popular right now this book and there's a uh, documentary it was called the inventor on uh, uh on out for blood in silicon valley no it was called i think it's called the inventor and then it has a subtitle as well yeah mm. and, and they were theoretically making a movie about it at some point in the future with j-law i heard j-law Jennifer oh Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence, okay she's gonna really yeah i mean i don't know if it's gonna come through i hope they i hope she does a fucking batman voice the whole time <laughs> to sound like elizabeth holmes <laughs> I'm not wearing hockey pads, <laughs> testing blood. So uh, we should talk about that right away because he mentions it in the book like five or six well, only, times. Only, he mentions it, but not till like you're a good like 30% of the way through and says somebody just it's, mentions it. And her voice is really not, it's low. It's not really brought up unless like if you, if you didn't see the, the documentary, it, you, it would be like a passing thing. But yeah, and I did, I, she's in it so much, it's like, well, that's really weird. But it yeah, passes I didn't, several times in the book. I, I didn't. Uh, I, I read the book first, and then... So, so I, did, I, I, remember him, I remembered him saying that, and then the first time she opened her mouth in the, the documentary, and she's shocking. like, hello, everyone. And it's like, <laughs> holy, what, the, what is wrong with her voice? I have heard that this is a thing that women maybe have to do they in feel like they have male-dominated industries. Like if you're like the foreman at a factory, yeah, you got to man up. You got to, because men won't respond to a woman's voice as, I mean, it's, it's like a weird psychological no thing. It's yeah. a different amount of so authority like or something. So they'll deepen their voice so they can, you know, like, uh, fuck, I sound like her when I deepen my voice. <laughs> almost as deep as hers. Yes. Almost. <laughs> she sounds like I mean, a, I, I don't know about that. I can understand like wanting to speak a little bit lower in your range if you want a little bit more authority, but she takes it way too far. That's like she's how tiny. 
She's it, a, well, it, it's it's com- it's comically deep coming from someone that small. Yeah, like when you yeah. look at her mm-hmm. and you hear the voice, you're like, "That's not right." But it's also off putting. It is off putting. You would never, if you ever met a woman who spoke way down here. I mean, she clearly is just trying to speak really. Lo- it's just, yeah, it's it's clearly unnatural. So bizarre. I mean, I've met so girls with deep voices, but like that was like just the way they talk. But this was like clearly like she's trying. Yeah. Unless did she do that her whole life? No. no. There's, vid- there's videos really? of her with her real voice. No. Like it kidding. slips. Like earlier on, it slips out a lot, and you know just. You know, when she wasn't trying to be, when she wasn't just pretending to be Steve Jobs, certainly. One of, there's a part in the book where she's talking to some guy and he's shocked when she accidentally drops the... Yeah, she just talks the, like, a, like a human person. Yeah. And not like a slowed down version of herself. And I, I, think, uh, I think it's in the book or the documentary or both where they say like, she kind of did that to sound more like a dude. She also dresses very masculinely, I mean, I don't well, know. She just dresses like She's just like Steve Jobs, right? But she, she's never, she's very rarely in a, in a dress or... Never. I think she wears oh, one for like one of the, the parties. Fancy, fancy parties, yeah. But she dresses like Steve Jobs um, and emulates him in every way possible, except for the cancer. Um, but that's why she <laughs> so far. Well, right. But she needs she needs to test her blood she's regularly to see if she's getting it. Well, she would not notice that she had it if she tested her blood, <laughs> or would say she has it and she's fine. So uh, yeah, that's Elizabeth Holmes. Who? But well, she had the same diet as Steve Jobs when he was trying to combat his cancer. Nothing. Just like hardcore vegan. Which didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> well, Hopes he, and prayers. He, no, well, he, when Steve Jobs got cancer, he decided he didn't want the regular chemo. He tried some like Eastern remedy. Like crystals and chakras. Yeah, which did not work. And then by the time <laughs> he decided to change his mind, it was too late. Whoops. Yeah. He probably, well, I mean, he could have lived if he had got aggressive treatment for his cancer seen, right away. He could have seen like two more iPhones. That's the dream. Well, that's only a year and a half, so <laughs> like... <laughs> well, yeah, probably so could have managed more than that. Yeah, yeah, he totally bungled that up. So we haven't Whoops. actually said what her company was yet. Theranos. 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 Yes. <laughs> Which is... Uh, Great name. Yes, Theranos is, uh, her, was her company. It is defunct now. And they... Right? I think it's totally... I think no, at this point it like is. A, it was still going for way longer than it should have no. by the end of it, but I think it's I'll now... Steve Jobs. Yeah. <laughs> well, some people would say. <laughs> yeah, so she, claimed, so she claimed to have invented a device uh, that could test blood for a, a battery of things. Like at one point, things. it was like 700 tests, and all you had to do was prick your finger once. Get a drop of blood. And get basically a drop of blood or a couple drops of blood, and they could run 700 different tests on that blood. And everybody was like, that sounds like magic. And she's like, no, I have an idea. She said, that's how it is. You, you have a new idea, and people doubt it and question it, but then you change the world. They, first they doubt you, then they fight you, then they change the world. Something, Something like, like that, that. yeah. yeah the problem is, it was all bullshit. Yes. It didn't work. And everyone kind of knew it. But well, some re- well everyone, everyone, except everyone at the company knew it. Oh, well, actually not. Not, not really. Well, the board had no fucking certain, idea. Just, the, the lab techs, they the definitely people, knew the it. The people working in the company. Yeah. So, um, we should have the beer. Might as well. This is called... This is only a test. An imperial stout brewed with ginger, chili, peppers, and peppercorns. That's a Jesus morning beer. Christ. <laughs> From Stillwater. Ginger and chili. That's a it's got two, two of my favorite Spice Girls there. Uh, so uh, it's from spice. Stillwater. Yeah, she she was the, the she was like the uh, that would have been a good name for oh, no, scary spice. The Andy Gibb of the Spice Girls. Like, Andy Gibb. Andy Gibb was the BG's younger brother who wasn't in the band. Oh, okay. And the first one to die. There you go. Really? Yeah, yeah. There's only one left. He's like the Highlander. So he wasn't. He was really bad at. <laughs> he kicked, sings higher every time. They one of kicked them dies. him out. They kicked him out uh, because he wasn't good at staying alive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
so this is uh, this Ooh. is this is only a test, and it's like spelled kind of funny. And is it? yeah, like this is oh. spelled wrong. The C and a a test. is only a test. Yeah, this is like a Eastern European saying. This is only a test. This is only a test. <laughs> that is interesting. I don't. Um, I don't know if I pass this test. This just passes. <coughs> Whoa! This is really spicy. A lot Jesus of ginger. Christ! A lot of ginger, and then the chili makes it also. Really, this is this might be the spiciest beer I've ever had. This is way spicier than like the Mexican hot chocolate ones or the other, like the uh, jalapeno my read or something. Where you're like, this is spicy. Why am I drinking this? Uh, this tastes like you ate something spicy. You're like, Let me, ah, my mouth's burning. Let me wash it out with beer, and yeah. then this is and what's it's, left. And yeah, it's like it doesn't really help. <laughs> Did it like go up into the back of your mouth and up your nose a little bit? When yeah, you no, it? I can. It's the back of my throat, the, the roof of my mouth. Yeah. I could feel it yeah. in the back there, the the tingly. Uh, I think this is interesting. I would not drink much of this. Yeah, I couldn't. It is definitely in our list of insurmountable list of beer. It's one of the more unique ones. I will I not remember say, it in a month, or I will kind of, but <laughs> I would say they should go back to the drawing board and uh, Ooh. update this. <laughs> this is only a test. It was only. And a it test, says this is only test zero zero five. So I don't know if that's part. If it's a series, um, you know, do they do this every so often? But it says on the bottom of the can, coming in hot. <laughs> that is accurate. That is very, very accurate. I like, actually, the more I drink, the more it grows on me. But I really like spicy stuff, so that could be... I do, too, but spicy drinks, are, I, I can't do. I would not drink two of these. No. But I'll drink this... Or maybe, you know what? If it was like... This was actually canned a while ago. If this was uh, the dead of winter... Sure, I, yeah. I'd feel and very not, different. Not the hottest day so far. Not in Satan's taint yeah. heat. Or... Mm-hmm. Uh, a sweaty July day in the early morning is a, the wrong time for a, this beer. A rectal thermometer in hell hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculously hot. Uh, yeah, this, that's, this, is a, this is definitely a seasonal kind of beer. Yeah. And not this season. Yeah. No. Tis not the season. Uh, but this is only a test because, well, that's the whole point of the company is to test blood. And she presents this, um, this test for a couple, in a couple different ways. It's like it's going to transform the world. It's a great idea. So if it sounded to me like if the technology actually worked, it would have been worth every penny that they yeah. would that she, they were claiming she it would, would have would, changed the earth. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. Changed the you entire know, medical like the things field. That, the yeah. things that they were kind of trying to do, even though the technology didn't work, which was like literally having them in the back of Humvees in Afghanistan or for... Um, Testing for like swine flu in Mexico. Well, we used to take like a whole lab and technicians full yeah. of pe- a room full of people. Days would, would be weeks, like yeah. one box the size of a printer mm-hmm. in a few minutes. I do have a question about what what would you need it for on the battlefield? Because most of the battlefield diagnostics is like hmm bullets. They, I don't know. They're sure. not like let me test. I don't know. I don't know medicine well enough. He's testing positive for bullet. So. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. It's some anti-bullet coagulant stat. I don't know. Well, if clearly, well, you can have a lot of complications with, you know, getting shot. Sure, yeah. You know, and different different organs failing could show up in your blood. But that's or, more like back at the, in, at the field hospital. Uh, well, it was promising enough that Jim Mattis, who at that time was, was, was the commander in Afghanistan, yeah. and then, you know, this was before he was Secretary of Defense, but... He was like one of the top generals in the army. He was not chairman of the Joint Chiefs, but he was really close. Anyway, he uh, he really liked this technology, and he sought out or or was when he was introduced to Elizabeth was really worked hard to try and get the little devices 
the little you know shoebox side. Not quite shoebox, but one of my shoes. Right. Yes, <laughs> one of your shoes. It, <laughs> it just the technology was so promising that uh, and uh, like drug makers were wanted a, a ability for people who are t- taking test who are testing drugs who are taking medication every t- uh, uh, test medication trials, every day that trials. they could just test their blood every day and send the results right back to the company and then the company would be able to know much faster if their stuff was working or whether it was not working or if there are going to be complications. So if they would be willing to spend billions of dollars. And so would the military. And so would so many other applications. Yeah. If it, it just got, got the the would have been worth thing, a lot of money. It, oh, the basic thing working, it could have been extrapolated from there to do... Like, you could, oh, just throw it in the back of a truck? Sure, well, we might need it for something. Or sure, not? yeah. If you could buy one machine as opposed to having to ship things to the lab. Um, totally get that. Also, the, another application they mentioned in the book was that um, certain medications require constant monitoring, not yeah. even past mm-hmm. the, the things that are being tested by pharmaceuticals. But like, um, like if blood thinners, if you take those mm-hmm. for like if you have a stroke or something like that, those sort of uh, you have to test constantly to get the right level. And mm-hmm. that's taking a vial of blood every time, a venous draw, as I learned Indeed. in this book. Right out of the venous. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, the Venus. Um, so, so stupid. Uh, you'd have to take that out of someone's arm. You have to now employ a phlebot- phlebotomist. Phlebotomist. Phle- phle- mm-hmm. Is ready the, yeah. the blood taker vampire person. Then you'd have to put it in the vial. You have to ship that to the lab. The labs are using these huge industrial machines that Huge, are like really expensive. $30,000, $40,000 a machine that can run... It could run like hundreds of the same tests at the same yeah. time, but could only but do not. one test. And I don't even know if, I mean, I'm sure machines could do multiple tests, but like you have to then reset it or recalibrate mm-hmm. it. Yeah. it. So, you know, I mean, you guys, I'm sure, have been to the doctor at some point in your life. I don't at think so, like once. in rural New Hampshire, but <laughs> in the log cabin when we Nate was born. Le- we just use leeches. So. Yeah, yeah, with a hammer and pulls her tooth out. <laughs> you tie a string to the doorknob and... Uh, when you go when I like, go to my doctor every year, they take like five vials of blood to test for different shit. You know, five? That's a lot, Michael. I don't know. I have a big venus, <laughs> but they <laughs> test for you know cholesterol, test for blood sugar, test for um, various different shit. I don't fucking know. I just, every time I get the results, I'm like you're not dying. I'm like sweet, you keep this that. Blood. Basically, this box would basically make every test out of the like the insulin. Oh yeah, that's pin prick yeah. test mm-hmm. that people that diabetics have to do. Well, that would be for everything. Uh, did the, does the doctor have to take a lot of your blood because it's 50% beer? Yes, all, I, I, all, I, I skew the in, test. In this, they say you have to dilute it, but yours is already diluted. It's true. <laughs> Not with saline, with beer. <laughs> so it would have changed uh, the entire way medicine works. It would have probably made it a lot more affordable for a lot of different things. Because those tests... Yeah. You know, if you ever mm-hmm. get, if you ever look at your if you have health insurance and you look at this your is America, bill, half people don't. <laughs> um, but when I when you I have lived with and without health insurance, it's definitely better to have health insurance. But when you have um, the the test you know bill that you get when your insurance company's like you owe us nineteen bucks or something like that, or the or the hospital or whoever it is you owe us nineteen bucks. You see what they build the hospital or they build uh, the hospital the build insurance the insurance company. company I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like one hundred and seventeen dollars to test for this thing, and the insurance company is like, we'll give you. We'll give you forty six bucks, and then they're like, "All right, all right, we'll just take that, and you can give us three, and we'll call it even." Um, that's pretty much how it works. Yeah, medical billing—it's a is crazy, that up. It is a fucking ridiculous thing. Um, it's like a market in Marrakesh. Yes, <laughs> yes. You're like my friend. On a grand please, scale. No, come back. Um, <laughs> Would you like to haggle? You sound like Dracula. That's my vague. That's my <laughs> accent for pretty much everything. It's that or my shitty, shitty Frenchman accent. I'm like, oh, oh, oh my friend. 
Um, did I ever tell you Dracula in your <laughs> perfect fucking French accent? Perfect fucking French. When I didn't have health insurance and I spent a week in the hospital, what that cost? Oh my god, I can't even imagine. It was like I, had, I there were eight months of my life I didn't have health insurance, and I got really sick and had to spend a, six days in the hospital, and I had a thirty-eight thousand dollar bill. That sounds about right. When I was making eight thousand dollars a year. <laughs> <laughs> And so, Pay that off no time. And, uh, but because I, I just got hired in uh, the fall at a new job, I just finished college. When I applied for emergency Medicaid, they were like, you make money. Like, this is what you'll make in a year. I was like, but I've only worked for three weeks. Like, I've, they held one paycheck. And then, like, yeah, that's too bad. When I went back to the hospital, I was like, I need to, I can't pay you. Sorry. What can we do? They were like, oh, well, let's see. And then they just came up with a random number that was like, 0.05% of that bill. Like, I paid like 380 bucks. Now, like, if you give us Close this, enough. we'll call it square. I'm like, that's fine. I could do that. <laughs> Thank you so much. But looking at those bills, like, I was getting tested for blood work every day because I had like this weird infection. They didn't know what it was. Turns out it was AIDS. No, but it was, it's not AIDS. Relax, ladies. <laughs> um, but they uh, were taking like three or four vials a day, and each one of those was like 100 to $200. So if you could replace all that for a person with whatever, one, like one, one drop tab. of blood that just does all the tests right there, and I'm sure it's for a much lower fee. Yeah. Then, then yeah, that would be amazing. It would, it would help. So then all of the other, see, all the other tests and all the other expenses in like a doctor's office in a hospital, order, they're all kind of like skewed in a way to offset the loss they get from people who don't have insurance. Mm-hmm. Conceivably, that could result in all prices kind of being adjusted yeah. downward because they wouldn't have to yeah. offset Theoretically. what they're losing on all these blood tests, which they're, you know, just routine things that are done all the time. They could charge less for so much. Other. It actually would have mm-hmm. been remarkably helpful for people. Yeah. But the problem with this whole thing is that only a few people who are not only doctors, but have a specialty in laboratory doctoring or whatever it's called. I believe that's what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Laboratory yeah, science. Right. <laughs> they're the only ones that really have the knowledge to know that this technology does not work. Well, one of the things it says in the book is that, you know, well, if you, you can learn computer programming in your parents' basement when you're 11. Yeah, like Zuckerberg You can't did. do it with medicine, right. though. So most this people... This isn't the Renaissance. <laughs> <laughs> most people can't do that. And then she also used connections through Stanford and through other things to really get the most yeah, her, amazing people her, her in the family, world. Her family, her current family, like her parents were not rich, but she came from money. Like the previous the, generation the had Fleischmann's like, yeast fortune. Yes. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. sure. that sweet yeast money. Her, her grandfather had <laughs> squandered it all though. Yeah. Like they'd blown it, but like they still had all their rich friends and that allowed a lot of connections. Yes. But one thing, I, this book didn't really get into it and I didn't, I still don't really understand or maybe that's just a flaw with our system, is she had this patent. Like, she dropped out of school at 19, to, and she had this idea. She goes, start a business. Like, cool, all right, that's risky. Maybe continue going to school. You're at Stanford. Yeah, you're going to sure be, be fine. And she had this idea. She has an idea for a machine that can do all these things. Like, cool, I could come up with an idea for a machine that does a lot of cool shit, but it doesn't mean I can, like, patent it. You can actually. Yeah, that's nobody the, you reviews. Can. Nobody reviews patent applications. That's the problem. Like well, she has this idea, but there a was little bit. They're reviewed when they're brought into court, essentially. Yeah, but like she made this idea, but had no idea how to make it work. She just said oh, it was a secret. Well, her original idea was a like oh the patch, a patch, like a quit smoking patch that would yeah, do the that same would just thing. like inject drugs into you over time, which was you know fine. But then they were like, that's not going to work. That's like, like all right, we'll change it to fiction. this. But she had this idea that just had no feasible way of working aside from magic. Yeah. 
And everyone's just like, fine, we'll make it work. Like, okay. Well, I think that's a lot of what a, a lot of different startups, they kind of operate like that. They talked about, I mean, I don't know anything about the you know, Silicon Valley world, except what it sounded like is every startup over-promises and what yes. they're going to be able to deliver. And everyone kind of knows that. They also over they also overestimate the number of earnings that they're going to get. And everybody kind of understands yeah. that's part of the deal. And that nobody, when they're starting to make something, nobody has a working thing quite right away. And they're really, the, the initial funding is so we can develop it. Is so Certainly. And, and at that point, wow, this technology sounds amazing. If it works, so here's some money to develop it, even though it might have a low chance. But if it works out, I'll make billions. But also... The main difference that I don't know if it was in the book or if I, because I've read a lot about this elsewhere. She went to Silicon Valley, which is not a place where they do medical stuff. No. At all. It's just mm. tech bros and apps and phones. It's fucking Angry Birds. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is. It's fucking Angry Birds. It's like, it doesn't matter if that shit doesn't work yeah. or doesn't, doesn't start up or, or starts up and it doesn't make anything for a few years. And it doesn't. It doesn't hurt Risk anybody. people's lives right. if it's like, yeah, it'll be fine. The Angry Birds doesn't work as well as we thought it did. Yeah. You know, oh no. Turns out it's shitty, guys. And it's angry like, turds. Venture, like, <laughs> the, whole, the, whole business, the whole business scene out there is based around these venture capitalist guys who are based, essentially just gambling by investing money with, you know, 100 yeah, mm-hmm. different people. And they say, if one pays off, I make bank. And so it's mm-hmm. just like roulette. And mm-hmm. none of them, like they said in the book, they, she specifically went to VC firms that did not do medical stuff because they wouldn't know what questions to ask. And they, did, right. they would not know that this is completely unfeasible. But this is in, like, what, 2007, 2006? Yeah, at the beginning. And Every, throughout. Everybody at this time, like, healthcare is a national discussion, an mm-hmm. issue. Like, any company that's trying to make money, gets, and they see... Ooh, we could make some money off of healthcare. Well, healthcare is something like, wasn't it like, isn't it like 10% of the economy? I mean, it's, it it's is huge. huge. So like trillion dollar industry yeah. that if you can break into, there's so much money to be made. So if they, so they didn't even care probably if it was to even vet it very much. Like, listen, yeah. we, we, would, we would risk similar amounts of money for a guy who says he's going to make a fucking cell phone that works in the subway tunnels. What we might as well. This could be even bigger than yeah. That. They didn't Who care. Cares if they, it works. They they just see it as a it's a you know it's a what a risk game. That's all yep. it is to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they also would not like they would be able to vet other things a little better. Sure. Like they specifically avoided people that like on the board there were no doctors. Yeah, that was no doctors or scientists. Yeah, they're all in the humanities. There was a, a, I mean, there was a hire a guy at the very end when it's like the and the and her and her, prof- get, her professor a, at Stanford, a also. senator, a former senator. Oh, Bill Bill Frist, Frist who had former been a senator surgeon. Majority later. Yeah, yeah, he was a he was a doctor, but he like left medicine to go into government. So that says something about how good he was. Just insurgenting. I think the reason she went to Silicon Valley, perhaps, I, I think what you're you're kind of hinting at is is to defraud people or to just get away I, with I it. Mean, I don't know if she if she well, started off as a. I don't know if she started one off of the lying. major yeah. questions of the book that really it could a little bit go both ways or more like how much was she lying and how much did she actually believe how much did she believe that what she was doing was both right and she was going to make it work and that like a little bit of deception while you're working on your product is like well whatever that's what everybody do and then what point did it transition over to outright fraud i feel like it would probably start off with like, yeah, I could do this, and I'll just hire a bunch of people, and they'll build it. I'm an mm-hmm. idealistic yeah. 19-year-old yeah, person. Yeah, I'm a child. I mm-hmm. should not be in control of a billion-dollar company. Like, literally, even like $10 million initial it's investment. Insane. Have you met 19-year-olds? They're fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. 
I have. Actually. And she, <laughs> she didn't even didn't. know. How, she, she like did a year of chemical engineering, and she's like, "This will be fine." Which is like freshman year of college, so it's like yeah. two classes. I'm almost as good a chemical engineer as her. You really? took chemistry almost. in high school. Most. <laughs> I'm not as good, but I'm almost as good. You're about uh, about, I'm about five months off. Yeah. I feel like at first it started off as like this could be done, and then it just became like if I just you know keep pushing, eventually it'll they'll make it. And then everything will work out if I just keep holding off, like the tests and the questions. We're getting closer every time. I'll just yeah, kind of, they kind of, they kind of weren't. Well, they got they made improvement. They made improvement, time, but, it but it was never, like, never even close. It was like a fucking Rube Goldberg machine that they yeah, came and up it, with. it broke half. It of It was every also time. just a glue robot with a pipette on the end. Yes. Yeah. So we could so make one. It was like a yeah. high, it was like a high end printer. It's not even a three D printer. It, it was a two D printer. <laughs> 2D blood printer. Um, the other, but the reason I think also she went to Silicon Valley, and we talked about this already a little bit, she was obsessed with Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, she modeled her whole persona on Steve Jobs. But they also had that thing when she was a kid saying, like, what do you want to... want a billionaire. He was like, we wanna, I want to make money. Yes, yeah, so I, I think she said I want to no, be a billionaire. No, she said I want a billionaire. Uh, yeah, yeah, another time she said, uh, she said do you want to like go and give me academia? He's like, no, I want to make money. Like, it's a different line. Oh, that's a smart, that's a, that's, a, that's a smart, don't go into academia. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was academia. It was something True. else. It was something that wasn't money. And she's like, no, I want to make money. But people, the people underestimate the difficulty of the making money part. They're just like, oh, you just go, you just go make money. You just go, you I mean, just go it, do it. I mean, it had been done. Angry birds. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, my God. So, throw here. the bird, make a billion. What? A beer? What? Okay. Make a beer. Make a billion. <laughs> so this is one of the main... I bought this beer. I think I got all the beers today. This is called Hoppy Right Infringement, double IPA, Imperial IPA, from the NOLA, New Orleans, Louisiana Brewing Company. I got this because one of the main things that they did... Uh, I mean, that's not quite the right term. They patented Hoppy Right. Copyright infringement doesn't quite work for patents, does it? But they, they patented... Same, it's still it's intellectual property law, yeah. They patented all these different things. Anybody who worked for the firm, they create something, part of the terms of their employment was that that intellectual property belonged to Theranos and her name was on the patent. So So, uh, that's normal. Like anyone who is basically a contractor or hired to work for a company and you're hired to work even to do something creative, that company owns the copyright. Like if you're a, even if you're a painter and you are hired by a company, paint us this thing because they hired you, they own the copyright. That's that's like standard for everything. Yes, but they put but for what they're is they put Elizabeth Holmes' name on every patent yeah. as as the primary first as the primary inventor, and really all she did was like drink kale shakes all day. <laughs> she Beyonce'd all of them. What does that mean? Beyonce is one of the uh, reputed queens of write a word, take a third. Oh, really? Where she would suggest a word. Or something, and make the one songwriting process. Her name like, now on I'm a, a songwriter on the on the writing. Well, credits. I mean, you know, it's conjecture, but I don't doubt it. I mean, have you heard her speak? She's not, I mean, she's not the most poetic person. Not that her songs aren't either, frankly. But yeah. I mean, no. But yes, it's it's the same. It's the same idea. It's. I'm pretty sure it's the same with most pop people who get credit for writing songs. Certainly a lot. Like you look at, say, either they write. Either they, they write very little and they get a lot of credit, or they write something and then like 10 Swedish guys fix it. Yes. And it's then, always 10 Swedish guys. It is. It's, it's the, same, the same handful of Spens I think there was and, only one or, two, one, one or two Swedes at Theranos. <laughs> there, was, there was one. There was at least one. They, there was a long list of names. Well, they thought I, it was a Swede gig. Oh, it turned out to yeah. not be. <laughs> Speaking of, okay, let's talk about the, the beer. This beer, yeah, yeah. So I picked this huh. up on my recent sojourn to... to Lu, 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 Are you okay? I don't know. It's very early to journey. <laughs> to Louisiana, to New Orleans. I uh, picked this up there. You went to New Orleans in July? Uh, June. It was June. Oh, was it sweaty? It was 
fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> I went in August. I thought I was going to die. That was, yeah. But the coolest thing there, you could just drink on the street. Yeah, and and every morning, I... every morning, the street smells like human urine and feces. Oh, that's what Bourbon Street is. It's gross. Yeah. I don't know why anyone to wants to burn my there. shoes after that. <laughs> um, I can't believe I managed to bring home any beers from this trip because I was just street drinking at, at 10 a.m. Street drinking is a lot of fun. Mm. I'll give it that. It's awesome. We've done it where it's not legal. Yes. And it's still fun. It's actually it's still, more fun that way. It's still fun. It's more fun that way. So what do you think of the beer? Fine. I like it. It's nice and light. More of a cl- classical double IPA. You know, not juicy, not hazy, but also not overwhelmingly bitter. No. Yeah. Nice this, is, of, this is more of a today kind of beer. Slightly piney kind of hop flavor out of it. Yeah. I mean, I mean honestly, the Nola Brewing never really had anything from there that blew me I've, away. I've never... This is my first one, I think. I had a couple down there because I was trying to seek out the local fare. Uh, so... Okay, let's talk about... The copyright thing. What? The, the, okay, the yeah, other thing I just to mention... The other thing that they did to protect the secrets of the company that kind of relates to this, my decision to purchase this beer, besides it's, it being there, was that if you quit working there or f- are fired from Theranos, they, s- they intimidated the shit out of people to never say anything. They made, made them sign agreements like saying serious non-disclosure. you could not disparage the company. Yeah, that was one, that's one of the ones I took notes on. I was like, is that even legal? Like, I guess it's legal. but Technically, yes, it is. But, but, is that uh, enforceable? Right, and they hire and they like threatened legal action at like the at the very beginning, like like without even you know they just threatened with lawyers all the time, and then eventually hired like the scariest lawyer in the country. Yeah, they got yeah. Also they basically got David Boys, who was one of the biggest lawyers in America, and they eventually put him on the board. Yeah, they were paying well, him. They offered him stocks yeah, instead of paying him. They offered him stock. So now the most powerful lawyer in America, effectively, has a vested interest in the success of this company. So yeah, what the fuck just, is he going to do? It's not just for the legal fees. It's also for the success now of the company. Now, is that ethical? Sure. Why not? I guess Lawyers so. can be yeah, paying it's perfectly fine. I under, but, like, it does seem a little... This is America. I know. I, I, all, the, all that matters is, is how many and how powerful are your lawyers. Thank you, guy from <laughs> that pirate movie with Tom Hanks. Uh, the Somali pirate guy. So he says, maybe in America. Like, that's, like in oh. America, you can do whatever you want. My, this is my shitty accent. Yeah, you can't be a Somali. It's not my Somali <laughs> accent. Because my shitty Somali accent is going to sound like a really shitty Nigerian accent, and that's going to be offensive. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I understand that, but like, man, that is like... I mean... T- but also, like, fucking Silicon Valley is, like, full of, like, so many, like, companies that are all, like, into the woke, um, fair kind of shit. Different, different people. Different people. Like Google and all these things have like all these very, very progressive policies. But they're also hyper-libertarian. Economically. Yes. Silicon Valley, and Silicon Valley is a bastion of libertarianism. And, and, they, and they have like, Google has like amazing benefits uh, and like this all is like amazing like free food every day and it's like very liberal policies but except they will, they will not the hesitate to hire the most expensive lawyers in the country to go Oh, I don't you. doubt that. But don't they, these companies, don't they also have like ethics boards and like people yes, who... Yes, but, but ethics only matter so far as the lawyers can convince other people of. That's fair. All right. I'll believe it. I mean, I, mean, I understand that this they, happened, and I'm sure it's the not lawyer rare. Stuff is, the lawyer stuff is not illegal, and it's not, they're not even close to the only company that did that stuff like that. But there, there's plenty of arguments to be said for it's weird that this company was singled out for being just outright fraud, because there's plenty of companies that did that. Well, the, well they didn't get a single for outright fraud for how their lawyer hiring practices. It's because... No, but for the, the lawyers were covering up, or not covering up, oh, yes, so allegedly. Yeah. No, they don't. We don't want to get We're going to get sued? Okay. I guess David, Boy, David, Boy doesn't, doesn't, David Boy doesn't work for them anymore. Okay, so. hey, well, the book makes it really <laughs> tries to tell the story or really very much says that the company was fraud. Yeah. No, the it, book says it was fraud. It That's was all we're saying. 100% that that was the point of the book, yes. Yeah. And the documentary and 
and many other things. That she is some cur- of the things we're going to say. And like mm-hmm. this, this came out uh, maybe what the book came out a year or two ago, about a year ago. Yeah. And now she's she's not on trial yet, even, but right. she is facing charges. She go to jail for twenty years. She's never going to see a day in a jail cell. She probably won't. Probably won't. But the oldest connections she made and all, like she's she did do, mm-hmm. do one mistake of taking rich people's money though, and that is something that rich people do not abide by. If you take poor people's money, it's like oh okay, but That's if you true. take rich people's money, they will fuck you, like Bernie Madoff. Sure. This was essentially a Ponzi scheme. Uh, it kind of I mean, worked out that way. Yeah, I mean, she ways. wasn't like but giving money back to investors, sell. but she just like kept taking money and kept taking. But I mean, that's but it was kind of how these things work. They weren't publicly traded. No. She was, she specifically did not do it, so they wouldn't have to SEC, have any like uh, open reporting of what they're doing. Right. Because if, if it's private, are open. and she convinced the board at the beginning to make all of her votes worth a thousand she, she votes. Has, Eventually, she, had she did absolute that. Control right she had absolute of the votes. Well, first, though, I mean, it was early on they wanted to fire her. The board had there, made there a decision was a point to, they were going to get rid of her because like, yeah. she's erratic. She's making dumb decisions. And she was like 24. And, and she doesn't know what she, she's yeah. talking about. Yeah. But this is the other thing we didn't talk about for her personality. She was an amazing salesman. Yeah. She was fiercely devoted. And, she, and captivating. She, was, she, and she either, made you believe it. She either really believed or was really good at lying about believing. Hmm. Yeah, so Which one could it be? I think she might have believed. It. My guess both, is actually. she really believed. She lives in her own reality where like everything was going to work out, and she would just you know like people were trying to fight her, but you know if she just had a little bit more time, they would make it, and she would change the world. I, I think so. Uh, and she, those people are doubters in this vision. This she told her company at the party like. We're going to change the world. Everyone here has to work as hard as humanly possible to make that happen for me. But <laughs> and they really, what is it, Sonny, the oh, like, crazy guy who really yeah. called it a religion. He was like, it was a cult. We, yeah, he, they really this believed was it that way. a straight up cult. But also, a lot of the people that she got to invest, they're like, not just middle-aged men, but older men. And so you've got this like 20-something blonde yeah. girl. They didn't, they didn't get into it either, in their book about that they, much, no, they didn't, nobody, he didn't claim that anybody was like, you know, thought it was about sex but they were like oh she's like my granddaughter she's like a granddaughter i wish i had and very instead of my disappointing janice <laughs> <laughs> instead of my real granddaughter, Janice, shitty nancy i don't know i'm thinking of stupid names they uh i mean i i read this elsewhere but they talked to like some of the people who were like making connections for her and she's like oh you know she's got this great idea and blah 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 and i was like gonna be she could be big she could be big it's like you know she's not bad to look at either ha 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 kind of like that old mm-hmm. old dirty guy mentality kind of thing or Thirty-two-year-old guy. Dirty yeah, guy. but they're like old rich dudes. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. And also, there was a certain Where element. Jeffrey the Epstein. Oh, oh, yeah. She's, well, she's, she's not that way young. Too oh, yeah. old. She's like twi- yeah, yeah. twice as old. <laughs> yeah, she's. Exactly. Uh, there was also a certain element of the equivalent of. Uh, I heard this. I heard this on another podcast. I think uh, a certain element of like these old dudes investing in things. Like this is the equivalent of their like my black friend. Like, oh, I invented in a woman-owned business. Aren't I progressive? Mm. Mm. It could be fair. Yeah, I mean, there is. She was the only one of the only ones, certainly the biggest one. They say that like the only other big, the only other certainly high profile name was Sheryl Sandberg. Sheryl Sandberg, but she didn't make Facebook. No, she, she just, just got hired by Facebook. Yeah, but it's the, the same same kind of thing. Like everyone's like, oh yeah, she's interesting and she's not bad to look at. And right. she's also like half of Sheryl Sandberg's age, over like two thirds of her age or something. So she's still good in their eyes. Yeah, <laughs> still a childbearing. They age. still have, they still have a chance. <laughs> I could really manipulate her. Still, she's not worldly. <laughs> Should manipulate another beer into our mouths. Oh, that's, um, a, that's the worst way you could have said that. Mmm, <laughs> beer. Here's one from our favorite brewery. This is from Finback, and it's called Subdivide. It is a double dry hopped IPA with Citra and Experimental Hop 10416. 
Mm. So the experimental part connects. We also subdivide because that's what they had to do to the blood samples. They had to dilute them to get them to work on that shitty machine. Yeah. This is a cloudy, lightish, lightish yellow. Refreshing. It's kind of nice. lemony. Yeah. yeah, I do get a bit of strong citrus flavor. I mean, I feel like the pictures on the can are almost lemons. They are very lemony, huh? This is a good uh, hot oh, yeah. taint day. This is, yeah. But this was, a, this was a nice one I got a couple weeks ago. Pretty recent. Yep. I think it's the nice. same dumb on the bottom of the can as usual. It says, better together. Just like Elizabeth Holmes and Sonny. Yeah, we should talk about that. Sonny Balwani. And like what it was like to work there. It was a nightmare. Well, let's talk about that guy because he's the one that really made it the nightmare, according to the book at least. Yes. He was the enforcer. And he clearly, she, she met him when she was like 18. Yeah. And yeah. he was... 38 and or a 39. successful multi multi-millionaire yeah because he, he had, he, sold he, had something. he really was lucky and like basically stole the company just before the dot-com crash of what was it 1999 or 2000 or whatever it was so he like was you know he was worth like 40 or 50 million dollars constantly yelled at everyone but also kind of about that but also yeah. like didn't know anything he i think he was just very very lucky and then he met elizabeth when she was literally 18 or 19 something like that yeah like, he met her at a, a, at a beijing mandarin study abroad camp thing yeah mm-hmm because he and had fuck you money. So either in Beijing or at a Chinese thing in America. I can't remember. Yeah, something had to do with the speaking Mandarin. Though. Mandarin he, learning classes. He had that kind of money where he could just do that. Yeah. I mean, he basically just did whatever he wanted. And he yelled at everyone. like, I have enough money for my family or generations. I don't have to be here. Yeah. Kiss my Con- ass. Constantly. What a weirdo. He, he, um, he was definitely like... It was, they had a really creepy relationship. It was gross. But his character, he, he reminds me of like, because um, he was from India, had like an accent. And yeah. uh, he's like, as if a guy from India had grown up watching just Wall Street and came to America. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how do I act? <laughs> Greed is good. So he's like, drives a fucking like quarter million dollar car and parks it where people have to look at he it all is, the time. He is the douchiest of douche bros. Wears like a. But uh, he's a middle-aged he, Indian man. He's Gucci of, uh, loafers. Yeah. Like, talking about his outfit, like, he, he, he dresses like an idiot. Like, he, he doesn't quite get it. Yeah, he's like, you know, the expression, money can't buy taste. Yes. He wears probably one and a half bottles of Dracar Noir every day, which is like a really he's douchey just, he's 80s gaudy clone. as fuck. Yeah. And his uh, shirt leaves four buttons open, and it's just chest fro poking out all the time. Well, it's hot in India. But yeah, but he's in California. I mean, it's hot in It's still hot too, there. But. I mean, Silicon Valley's not as hot, probably. Uh, so he's he's gross. He's just mm-hmm. he's just like he's just this weird old dude that was banging her the whole time and like no one really was open about it. And there was a secret. Yeah, it was a secret yeah. too from most of the company. They'd, they'd, they'd uh, stagger their exits and entrances on purpose, even though everyone knew. It's not hard to figure it out when well, everyone is board, forced to work ten hours who, a day. People who worked there knew, but the board of directors didn't seem to know. Well, the board, despite she, despite being what was called like the most distinguished board in the history of companies, but had no real purpose other than like saying yeah. this guy's it, on our it board. It was to lure more investors. Really, yeah. Yeah. like Jim Mattis is on our board. Like he's a marine. Doesn't know anything so about blood testing. So let's just talk about the people who were uh, on the board. So what was it? Charles Schultz? It was no. like a fucking Ocean's Eleven movie. Charles Schultz <laughs> was the guy who wrote Peanuts. <laughs> yes, right, right. But, so, but his last, okay, the last name was Schultz. Charles George Schultz. Schultz. Joel, George Former Schultz. Former Secretary of State for Reagan? He was, he was Reagan's Secretary of State, yeah. and he's Secretary of State. He was also Secretary of the Treasury and Secretary of Labor under in the Nixon administration. And yeah. he was also, I want to say he was like Stanford's president. He was a university like president the, somewhere. He's like the bastion of old money. Yeah, and he's like in his in his 90s. And then they also at one point had Henry Kissinger and also Who had William... Somehow still alive. William, uh, right, exactly. <laughs> well, with every Vietnamese person that died, he, he kept their blood to drink <laughs> life. <laughs> and Cambodian person who died. Yes. Uh, uh, he doesn't call them people, Nathan. <laughs> Point. Um, also, William William Perry, who was Secretary of Defense in the Clinton administration, and Matthew Perry's dad. 
I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's yes. just crazy enough to be true. <laughs> just Perry's a very unusual name. It's, so it's Chandler's dad. There's no way. It's Descendant of else. Commodore Perry. <laughs> yes. Commodore Matthew Perry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, precisely. Three, four generations ago. And then... Suck at uh, Japan. Open those goddamn doors. <laughs> Selling you blood machines. And who else? And, oh, and then Jim Mattis. This was like in between. Was he on the board, though? He was, he was on the board. He, he was on the board. This was yeah. in between when he retired from the military... He yeah. retired from the military for a couple of years, but before he became Secretary of Defense. Yeah, back when he was in the private sector. Well, pretty much all the book takes place before it's uh, under the Obama. Book, yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, the book came frame. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, the, I mean, the, the company starts in, what, 2005? She, she's, like she's like Nate's age. So when she was 19, it was uh, 1948. Uh, <laughs> no, she, no, so, no, yeah, she's basically my age. Yeah, yeah so she was... So she started so, the company in like 2003 or, or something. Yeah, 2003 or five mm-hmm. or something like so that. After just a year or two of college. In fact, she might be younger than me. Uh, she might be. Yeah. Uh, she might be like in between our ages. I mean, I am old, so that's like not that not weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah something between your age of 90 and no, our age of she, early 30s. Yeah, <laughs> she's the same age as you. Yeah. Born the same year. She also had her professor at Stanford on the board, this guy who thought that she would just like, you know, Jesus walks on water level like genius, even though he was probably the only one who could have figured out like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? But he's also the one who was like, yeah, that patch idea is fucking retarded. Like that's like Ray Bradbury made that up. She did (laughs) And then he's like, how about you make a machine? She's like, I'll make a machine. You're fucking, you're like a female Steve Jobs. I mean, for the lay person, that doesn't seem like a completely insurmountable goal, but he should have known. This whole book, the whole time I was thinking like, why the fuck does no one ask? To, like they they constantly every test they do at like a fundraising meeting or like a press meeting, mm-hmm. and it doesn't every quite single work. test it never works. And they say, "Oh, the cell signal's bad in here. We'll get it back to you." And then like, "Oh, you know, the tests are coming in. It's been two weeks. What's my, where's my test results?" Like, "Ah, don't worry about it." It's like there there were so many so, so many, many of those, like, signs along so the way ridiculous. like something's wrong. It, it like, was over the top that the ignorance of everyone around. So it. I, I wonder if like there's a bit of a I told you so element to this story because it seems like all the people who had the position or the power to say or stop or whatever, they were all just totally waylaid by they, this nonsense. Yeah, and yeah. then other people that are interviewed throughout the book, they're like, I knew it was wrong because this was happening. This. Was, I wonder if there's a bit of like first covering your ass, but also, mm-hmm. hey, I knew all along. I'm smarter than my boss. I, well, the people that worked in the company that aren't the board, were not legally allowed to say anything, that they, their lives would be ruined if they spoke out. And that one dude... It was explicit, yeah. And that one dude, the, the kid who was... Uh, Tyler. George, George Schultz's grandson. What a fucking rich kid name, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Tyler. The other podcast I heard about this thing was just like, I hate to give credit to someone named Tyler, but I gotta, <laughs> I gotta give credit to him. Like, he... This well, just doesn't work, bro. After, so, wait, and the, near the end of the book, when Theranos realized it was Tyler who was talking to John Kerry Ruth, a Wall Street yeah. Journal reporter, his parents... Paid four hundred thousand dollars in legal defense. Well, they had to check the cushions of their couch to get that money. Yeah, and George like wrote his grandson off. Yeah, he, he, invited... he believed her over his own grandson. It was like, look, I know what I'm doing. I just got out of college, and I can tell you this doesn't make any sense. I'm Listen, working on the machine, and I it doesn't beat work. The Russians, <laughs> shut up, kid. Right, I, I was know, there. I won I the know Cold how War. Spoiled you. you were as a kid. You had two horses. I'm Your not name listening is Tyler. To you. Go back to surfing. <laughs> he totally looks like a surfer dude. Yeah. yeah. It was him and with the, I think the Erica Chung. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now they have, I read, looked them up, they have a company now, the two of them, like advising companies, advising companies on um, like ethics and like uh, compliance and whistleblowing shit. It was like, yeah, well, you know, you got to do, do what you're good at. <laughs> 
<laughs> don't be Theranos Incorporated. Like, don't be outright fraud for a decade, allegedly. But it, right, <laughs> allegedly. But every but every person who had, it just seemed like every person who had a, the power to do something didn't want to. Didn't want to. And and there's different they had different motivations. Either because they were investors and they're like, no, I need the to lie fucking got get money. too big. They were too big to fail, or they were threatened with legal action. Or the, the other thing, though, the other the two people who were like the victim, they, they're the companies that were victims of this. Besides uh, like the individual, you mean people, Walgreens and Safeway. Walgreens and Safeway, both people who were doing who who the had, chairman, had chosen the to CEOs. invest into yeah, there's a CEO of Safeway and then some other high up person in Walgreens. They so Safeway w- had invested millions of dollars, tens of millions, to make not only in the company but Walgreens spent a hundred million dollars remodeling their own stores to and put Theranos equipment yeah. into it. Safeway did too. Yeah, they, they oh, no, it was Safeway. Safeway did that. Safeway, they, they, yeah. they, they reinvested like two or three hundred and fifty million dollars redesigning yeah. their stores. Well, mm-hmm. and the, the whole thing, and this is where I don't know. I think John Kerry shows his age. And he's like, it was FOMO. Like, no, that's not what FOMO is. But they, they were. It kind of was it FOMO. Kind of it is. Kind but like, of FOMO was, was more like I'm a teenage girl. And my friends are having fun, and I'm yes. not. Well, it's it's not, they, they said I'm a billion dollar company, and I hope I don't they make said, well, money. They said if they don't do it, CVS will. Yeah, totally. And that's but like I just, I just think you, you know, FOMO there felt really like an old. It person. was like, yeah. That was wouldn't you say this is the bomb? An old person trying to use hip lingo. Yeah. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> <laughs> Want to smoke a hip doobie? <laughs> so, Speaking of a hip doobie, we should have another beer. Oh, yeah, all right. I don't know what this connects to. What is it called? Oops, I DDH'd it again. Uh, she keeps lying. <laughs> <laughs> and also had a somewhat similar look to Britney Spears. Yeah. And that could be Elizabeth Holmes on the front of the can. There you go. So it's this is a uh, blonde lady. Yep. Oops, I DDH'd again from McKellar, NYC. This is a double dry hop New England style Imperial IPA at a 9.5% alcohol. Oh, my God. It's not even 10. No, yes, it's not it even is. 10%. It's 9.5. It is 10.01. <laughs> oh, fuck. Thank God. PM. We're responsible. So, yeah, I got this at... Um, actually, I didn't even buy this at the brewery. I bought this at, at Total Wine. It smells, the smells place on Earth. malty. That's, that's, this is incredible. That's really, really hoppy. I'm really it's, sad. It's that very it's hoppy, a, but... It's not hoppy at all to me. It's very it's not sweet. Bitter. It's, it's got very the, sweet. the oh, flavors okay, yeah, of the... Okay, yeah, that, like the uh, hoppy to me still means bitter. I get, a, I get citrusy. It's, it's pretty sweet. Pretty fl- very floral. This is yeah, it's amazing. It's really good. If it wasn't uh, ten a.m., I would drink the whole thing. Well, maybe by ten o- ten ten, you'll change your mind on that. We're not going to have a rough time with the other books. <laughs> <laughs> so she keeps basically, and by basically, I mean just really is, <laughs> is lying to investors. By the end of this, they've raised like nine hundred million dollars through in. Uh, in what they call, you know, like rounds of funding. Rounds of, yeah. Basically, they raised $900 million to keep the company going over a decade because the company wasn't making any money. That still seems like a lot of money to burn through in a decade. When you so it absolutely anything. is. I mean, they kept moving to like a bigger, more illustrious office because, you know, more in, in Silicon Valley, were, image is a thing. Yeah, like if you sure. work in some podunk shit, people are like, what is this crappy little outfit? But they had to like move into Facebook's old headquarters. To, I mean, like, at one point, they had something like 800 employees. Hmm. That costs a lot of money. Sure. Yeah. And they have actual equipment they're buying. And they like, are just like all those burning blood analyzers. Bullshit, too. Uh, that, too. But also the blood analyzers from the other companies that they had to keep buying. And, and Jerry Rigg to do their tests. Yeah. One thing we missed out on in talking about this and probably should have gone in the copyright infringement beer uh, was this Richard Fuse guy. Oh yeah, that was their, that totally their family that family friend, the who, most who, petty man on the he's planet. He's a huge asshole. He's probably the only person in this book who's a bigger asshole than everyone in this company. <laughs> than Sonny. because like he like his 
like he heard about, like he took it as a slight that she didn't come to him for advice. So he said, "I'm he going to his ruin money her." Inventing medical equipment, he like invented like a device, didn't he? He did a couple things, and he made yeah. shit tons of money. And they were the rich friends their parents her parents had that yeah. they you know hang out. Oh, they, they would like let him live in their extra house for free because the parents didn't have any money. Yeah, and he like this is. In my opinion, one of the worst things in this book was he heard what her company was like. Oh, they're gonna test the blood and then send the samples, you know, wirelessly to things. Like, well, I'm going to patent a device that scans barcodes and sends uh, signals for wireless blood samples. Like, that's clearly just trying to fuck her. It's yeah. not like I didn't oh, come yeah, up with this idea. And he did that, and they sued him. Like, this is clearly just for us. Like, no, it wasn't. Like, yeah, dude, it was. It totally I'm sure this was. sort of thing happens all the time, though. Like, oh, people identify. All the time. Like, yeah. You didn't think mm-hmm. of that. Ha ha. I mean, it's it's clearly like it, it was. It, he called it the Theranos killer. Not on the patent. <laughs> no, not on the patent. But in his like emails or some shit, or in his like everyday yeah. talk, it's like it's clear it was just designed to fuck them. Yeah. Oh, he did cite. He did use the word Theranos in the patent application. Right. Yeah. Which, which was his downfall. Pretty, there. pretty just reprehensible. Like at that point, that's still like your family friend. Like they hadn't. They weren't as openly uh, a clusterfuck yet. And there were some other stories about like scummy things he had done. Oh, he'd done a lot of shit. He was a real dirtbag. Yeah, still is. I think he's alive. He's still alive. Yeah, he's he's an asshole. He's pretty awesome. Allegedly, how how petty he was. <laughs> yeah, he was like, she didn't come to me for advice. I'm going to ruin her. Yeah, how that was it. It wasn't. He wasn't even like she didn't come for me for like money or like. So she came just yeah. like she didn't ask me like just for advice. Yep. What the fuck. What a dick. But he also, he also saw an opportunity to make a lot of money because if it works and they had to license his patent, he'd yeah. make a shit ton of money on it. Yeah, that. certainly. But he didn't count on was the ridiculous lit- litigiousness David, of their company. David Boys being personally invested. Yeah, with an army of fucking, you know, like One of the biggest firms attorney. in the fucking country. David Boys was the guy they, who... The uh, government hired... He was the lawyer for Al Gore in the recount. Didn't the government hire him to prosecute... Uh, Oh, oh no! He the, the Microsoft did he represent case. Microsoft. He was in. No, yeah, I think it somehow. was. I think he. I think he, uh, he prosecuted Microsoft. Yeah, he took yeah. down Microsoft for the uh, whatever antitrust. Antitrust, and he he's doing something right now. Suck that paperclip. He's representing. Um, well, he also he's he representing also, one of Jeffrey Epstein's victims right now. Wow, really? Yeah, one of the, I think I, I'm like 95 percent sure that's who one of the perdits. So, like well, you know, lawyers are. Well, he also sometimes the argued, worst people, but they will do good for money. He, he <laughs> argued. He argued. Before, he he argued the gay marriage case before the Supreme Court. Man, he's like he a, was, he, he'll just take any case if it's high profile. He's, and he's chaotic neutral in terms of D and D alignments. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yet. Oh, yeah. good. <laughs> good. He is just like whatever you want, I will do it for money. All right. Or street cred. Or you know, public acknowledgement. He will. Do, well, like, he's from, been on both sides. The street credit is just to help make more money later on. Yeah, one hundred percent. From what I understand, though, that's I think common for lawyers. A lot of lawyers, especially if you're a high-profile lawyer, and you are asked to argue a case before the Supreme Court, like you're asked to represent somebody to all no. the way to the Supreme Court, a lot of people will say yes because yeah. it's the chance of a lifetime. All, like I mean, the they, have, they have even if it's not for money. They have this weird crippling sense, not all of them, but certainly it's crippling of like objective, like, well, this is the law, therefore, it's like like debate team, but in real life. Like, well, if you want me to argue one side, I will do it. Whether or not it's right or they believe it, it's, they will. It's a living. Yeah, it's a, he's rich as fuck. Allegedly. Right. He's probably still a crippling douchebag, but. Oh, he must suck, yeah. (laughs) I mean, he did, for this case, it was a personal stake, so he had a lot riding on it. 
because the firm had a lot riding on it. Hundreds so, of thousands of shares or something. Yeah, crazy. most most of the beginning, for, most, like the first two thirds of the book is really just uh, John Kerry Rue. He clearly had just talked to, uh, interviewed like a hundred people, you know, and just talking about their stories. But then the last third, it bring, he himself becomes a character where he talks about how he found out about the case and the things he did to investigate it. When Tyler sort of came like, to him, was like the all the president's men of uh, bad blood of uh, Theranos, and then. That was also like, I mean, terrifying. The scene where, They're where, the, uh, where David Boyce and their lawyers, their King, King, and they King. sit in the Wall Street Journal's like conference room. It's like, like, I'm not meeting you at your place. You're meeting me at my four place. Four hours just being like grilled about that. that would be, and the point was to be terrifying. And I want to say it must have fucking worked because well, it didn't work. It didn't work because the paper stood firm. I myself would be just so terrified. Like, no, I don't want anything to do with this. All right, they, you're they right. Could, I'm, could, I'm leaving. If Goodbye. they wanted to, whether or not they're that. right, what they did to all their employees was they could personally ruin a regular person forever. They would never be able to Recover. afford it. They yeah. would be bankrupt and they would be just destitute. There's nothing they could do yeah. because it doesn't matter if they were right. All it matters is they could draw them out in legal fees before anything's even settled. So people just back down. They have no choice. Yep. One thing we skipped over also was the guy who uh, killed himself. Oh, yeah. Ian Gibbons. He, he, he was the scientist. He was the guy who actually did most of the inventing that her name got added on to. And he... He was, was an actual, is... like, scientist who just really believed in, like, what they were doing and, like, thought he was gonna, you know, help the world. And he had done a lot of stuff before that. And he was just emotionally devastated by the fact that they were lying and they were going to destroy him. And they... Well, they also demoted him and kind of humiliated him in the company when he... Yeah, you asked him any questions. He... Did he quit? Or did they... Fi- they fired him and then they rehired him as a subordinate to his previous position. Basically, if you ask questions or you talk back, they would fire you or demote you. That's the opening scene in the book is uh, one of the board members questions Elizabeth on the fact that they've totally fabricated shit for one of their... And, and uh, he's a financial meetings. guy. He's not a scientist. And then he, he says something like, wait... The blood tests don't work. Yeah. And immediately he's like, oh, you're fired. You're not a team player. That's yeah. what she said. <laughs> you're not on the team anymore. We also, I mean, we also left out that they, they were outright fabricating what they were doing. Like they were just running the tests on lab equipment from other companies. Yeah, and from saying semen. their companies were doing it. From the semen, most unfortunately named company in the world. Since Cocksmokers <laughs> Incorporated. There's actually, uh, when I was in Kentucky or somewhere, uh, there was a, a cigarette tobacco kind of place, and it was called Cox, C-O-X, Smokes. I was like, that, really? You never saw that, you never saw that commercial <laughs> on YouTube? That commercial on YouTube? Uh, Cox Smokes. Uh, for the pharmacy in some small town called Butt Drugs. Because <laughs> the family's last name is Butt, and they open to Butt Drugs. And it's like, a, they have a song, and everyone talks like, I love Butt Drugs. <laughs> it's a real thing. You know what else is a real thing? Uh, the last one beer. The last beer. So this is also from Finback, and we had this a long time ago on, maybe it was Life of Pi. This is called Zero Point. It's a sour ale. It's a gosa brewed with coconut. When we were at Finback that day, I actually bought a four-pack of this and brought it home. I remember liking it a lot. This is one of your favorites, isn't it? You're a a coconut kind of boy, aren't you? This is the best kind of beer for today's weather. I I am nuts for coconuts. This is uh, refreshing. It's a sour, but it really tastes like coconut. It's, it's kind not, of it's amazing. Just, it's just faintly tart. It's not really that sour. Maybe a little more than faintly. But I was at a 4th of July barbecue last week, I guess. Month. And year. Yeah. I was, at a Fourth of July, I was at a 4th of July barbecue. In the future. And someone brought a bunch of the Brooklyn Bel Air Sour beers. And they're like, oh, I don't like this. Like, I've discovered 
there's a rule. You take one sip and you let your palate adjust and you take another one and it's totally different. People are like, all right, I'll try it. And it fucking worked. I'm like, wait, you're right. This is a lot better. <laughs> like, you just have to adjust. To acclimate your palate to it. Yeah. yeah. So it's real. It's oh, been field yeah. tested. Mm-hmm. Tested almost as much as Theranos. Uh, I think actually Drunk more. guys approved. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this zero point uh, is really nice. It is really nice right now. It's oh, very nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe I should go to Finback this week and get more of their showers just to, just to stay hydrated in the sun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good to stay hydrated. It's for my health. Works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked zero point, by the way, because uh, there was zero point in the, the company. It didn't work. And eventually their balance sheet went to zero. Exactly. The, the, it so was well below zero. At, at, one, <laughs> at one point, Elizabeth Holmes is like on paper a billionaire. She overnight becomes a billionaire when the company is valued, which... I don't know what that means. Well, valuation is the theoretical value of a company. Right. Well, there's which, a, there's is, a million, which is the number of st- shares yeah. of stock, and they're usually like millions and millions of shares. And then they were like sold a bunch of stock to somebody at like $15 a share. But if you multiplied by every, every share by $15, yeah. it's like, that's like $8 billion. So anyway, she was in, because she owned half the company, she was worth like $4 billion. And that's another qualm I have with the system that this company exists in is like the company is worth this much money and yet they haven't sold they haven't, anything they haven't actually finished making it it's entirely speculation and it's like it'll work one day like uh like amazon didn't make money for a really for years. long time right but it was re because it was not it was not paying dividends or anything no, it was yeah. like we're gonna invest in this other thing now and we're gonna just, any you know, any shred of money kept, we made is now afloat. spent on making a new thing they get kept mm-hmm. afloat by investors like theranos was kept afloat by investors for a decade and they never once sold anything. She was valued as a billionaire, but it's you know it's like theoretical money. She would have to sell those stocks. To yeah, well, that. that's the thing about stocks. So it's is weird. Stocks themselves are basically like monopoly money until you can get somebody to buy it from you. Well, it's like any other thing that's collectible or you know rare. Yeah, like, like, like nobody gives Beanie f- Babies in the nineties. Sure, like, oh, those are going to be that's going to be worth twenty thousand dollars. Still today, I think of um just because I, when I was a kid, I was really into like collecting baseball cards and stuff like that. Like yeah. Like that this card, car is worth fifty dollars. I remember my dad said it's it? like that card's only worth it if someone wants to give you that money. I was like, "What do you mean? That's what it says in the book." It's like find someone who wants to give you that money for that card. Oh, crusher of dreams. Yeah. That's essentially how it works. And also, just saw this interesting thing. Apparently, there's like this weird subculture of people who like to buy the the certificates of stock for defunct companies. Oh yeah, and hmm. they pay more than that share was worth. Like people, someone paid like six grand for a share of whatever Bernie Madoff's shithole company was like just I mean, the piece it's, of paper. It's, it's kind of like a collectible, like an antique almost. I mean, well, it's that's like, not it's, an antique. It's like the people who buy like weird shit like the Nazi China, you know? Like, well, that's, those like Nazi spoons, like spoons with swastikas on Yeah, like people buy like weird yeah. shit. They're like, ah, we're like currency from a country that doesn't exist. Like, yeah, like they Yugoslavian like 100, 100 certificates of stock from Standard Oil or something. It's like a, it's like an old, it's like, it's like having a But people do from like Bear Stearns and like Companies, companies that just like went out. Is Bear Stearns not around anymore? Uh, no, they were they were purchased by somebody for pennies on the dollar. Oh well, they or Lehman Brothers. It was Lehman Brothers that went completely down. Right. But I'm sure uh, if there if there were printed shares of Theranos stock, I'm sure there are some people. Who well, there now weren't there aren't any because I mean I guess maybe there are printed shares, they, but they, they were never. There has pu- to be some sort of public. record, you know. Yeah, I don't know how it works because like. Yeah, I don't. Either. If if you, it's, you don't actually have to have physical copies of the stock. No, not, especially not today. You know? Yeah, I imagine twenty five years ago. Yes, there was. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you, you needed. You physically needed it. You need a letter saying like, "I am this man from this person. This person vouches for me." But you know, now it's like you have a contract saying you have this much. Right, it's all digital somewhere. All right, so let's just uh, quickly describe how the company finally got figured out and 
Okay, so what happens is, like, John Kerry Rue, he's a reporter with the Wall Street Journal, and he, like, does all this investigation, and then the company is threatening, like, the craziest, like, legal action. Because they um, know if this article comes out, everyone's going to actually look into them for the first time in their career. One, yeah, of, the, so one anyway, of the things they said in the, that meeting that you said that was, like, the scariest thing, mm-hmm. when, when uh, Kerry Rue and his editor or whoever, they push back, and they're like, well, can you prove to us that this is wrong, or can you show us that what yeah. we're saying is incorrect? And he said... That's like we have Those to give trade you, secrets. Like we have to give you the formula to coke to prove there's no arsenic in it. Like what? What the, what the no. hell? It's not we're how that works. Asking you they if had, you're doing no your blood case. tests on your own machine. That's all we're asking, if, and they wouldn't answer the question. If the best lawyer or you know, the best firm in America is resorting to bullshit arguments, you know you're kind of fucked. Right. Like that's the kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. a, a, a somewhat savvy teenager would say. Yeah, because I mean they're still not like going to lie. They're not no criminal lawyers. They're not like gonna. They're not mob lawyers, but they <laughs> they will. Stri- they will, works, they, they will. They will pressure and they will do whatever they can to do whatever they can. But they're not going to commit crimes or perjure themselves in any way because they know. So if they're resorting to bullshit, they're like, you've got nothing to stand on, dude. Well, Nate says the whole the whole their base basic argument boiled down to is a trade secret. Yeah, it's like the fucking eleven herbs and spices or whatever it is in KFC. Like we can't tell you what it is. Yeah, those are real though, <laughs> right? There is such a thing as you know cayenne pepper. So anyway, so uh, Carrie Rue eventually, and Carrie Rue and the Wall Street Journal, they publish the article, and then immediately, like within like days or within a week, uh, the what was the FDA, the F. So anyway, a major regulatory agency finally does like a unannounced crazy inspection based on that girl's uh, girl's like uh, whistleblower Chung? report, Erica mm-hmm. Chung's whistle, whistleblower report, and then they come in and they like do the test, and they and the FD, FDA whoever it is finds everything wrong. It's like, no, this is completely the, F- the FDA des- decides that the nanotainers are an unlicensed medical device and right. therefore cannot be used. And that's the basis of their entire business is the little capsule. It doesn't work at all, but they then say, this is a medical device. And, and you they also found approved. a lot of problems with the way they were doing their blood their tests on the was other run like machines. By, by dickheads. Yeah, the, la- the lab was not well run. And also, they, we, they, we skipped over that whenever they had other inspections... They faked it. They would fake it by only letting them in the top floor, and they would seal off the actual lab and tell everyone not to go in or out while the inspector was there. So, so they the inspector would no know, know that there. door goes to and a they're like, lab. yeah, we told him. He didn't want to see it. Uh, so and it was yeah. outright, outright fraud, allegedly. At one point, Theranos had been doing some blood tests in the Phoenix area. And like then, 40 Walgreens. Unlike, they and, did like a million tests. Te- like and what Theranos tests, was like doing amount. is that what they were they were diluting their samples by like a factor that is like way too high, which made all their tests incredibly unreliable. And people were getting... People were getting results that said that you're going to die. Yeah, like <laughs> either you're totally going to die, like um, that you're, you're having a massive heart attack right now, and then they'd go to the hospital. This woman who like went to the hospital she the day before the Thanksgiving... Trip. And then spent like three days in the hospital, did like MRIs and all this tests, and then found out, oh no, that blood result wasn't actually real. You're fine. But she had to pay $3,000 out of pocket her, because uh, okay. that was her, her deductible. deductible. Thank you. That was her deductible. And this is like, you know, a family event, you know, because it's like Thanksgiving. You have the potassium of a banana farm. <laughs> like that was one <laughs> of the high potassium levels. They're all, aside from worrying about people that have too much of something in their blood, they're showing people that if it got out that people who had actual problems and the tests would show they had no problems. They, they were at normal level. Their diseases or cancer yeah. would go untreated because they were saying we'll yeah. test you for cancer from your cancer blood and prick and it's like well if you have it and the test shows you don't you're not going to get treated and then yeah. you will die. 
one of the things they drew was the distinction between the different types of testing they could do. Like, there's tests that are just like an either or result. Like, mm-hmm. yes, you have herpes. Yes. And then there are tests that is like you have this many whatever milligrams per liter or whatever the fuck the Parts units are million, of, of yeah. this, you know, mm-hmm. and this or this is your level of potassium in your blood. And, and that, those are always way off. They harped on the potassium. Way, the whole way time. I don't know. Yeah, that was one of the like the basic tests. They still couldn't get right. Yeah. <laughs> the only test they could do was like, do you have herpes? And like, do you have fingers? Like to test if you have blood. <laughs> <laughs> they had no real they couldn't do any of them but but the only ones they got close to were the ones that were really simple like do you have aids that they, they get tested well they didn't ever do the hiv test because one the, of the lab people was like, like oh my is, god you can't do that people people resigned in protest constantly like i cannot be a part of this right. it is this is a crime and then before they could leave the door though they'd say like half the time they're like no you can't quit you're fired when the guy when the guy <laughs> killed and, himself and his his wife called in and said that he Killed himself. The, the Give secret- me his laptop. The secretary was just like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." Well, I'll... no. Well, she didn't really say that. The, the secretary did. Okay. The secretary said, uh, "You know, because she's a human person." Said <laughs> like, "Oh, that's insane. I'm so sorry." You know, she knew him, and she said, "I'll let Elizabeth know right away." And you know, it's, oh, and instead of saying anything like, "Oh, we're so sorry. Let us know what we can do," he says, "Send us all of his equipment and his laptop and his personal stuff with any of our data on it right now." Yeah. Before the and then they were suing her, the wife, for a long time, and like, she got a lot of legal trouble. She was one of the people talking to uh, Carrie right, well, Rowe, but she never signed her. anything. She never yeah. signed a non-disclosure. She never signed a yeah, non-disclosure. But they were they were form. threatening her anyway because they can. And she spent. She was already. They were already rich because um, of the stuff he'd invented, and she spent a lot on legal fees fighting them off for you know because her husband was he killed himself because of them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So then the the the. When the Wall Street Journal article comes out, Elizabeth Holmes appears on a bunch of... She appears on Jim Cramer's show. Is that Mad Money? Yeah. <laughs> the bastion of journalistic integrity. And she's like... The guy with sound effects and a big hammer. We're really the, sorry. The, the Gallagher yeah. economist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He should do that every time like, a company goes out of business. It's like a watermelon. <laughs> and he writes like Lehman. And he smashes it. Because she goes on the show and she's like, oh, we're really sorry. We're, we're working on it. But she, like, she, she and then she accuses him of being sexist. She's like, Did you, he's just a sexist he man can't believe who doesn't want a woman, woman to succeed. A woman but you need even lower voice. voice like this and this big cock can't be <laughs> successful. <laughs> I swear on my balls we're going to fix it. She does the standard business person non-denial denials where she just... just says a bunch of I'm sorry you bullshit. felt that way. Yeah, it's like, uh, I'm sorry you suck. Yeah. I'm sorry that you, you think, misinterpreted. You think we're lying about anything? I feel uh, we have we have hurt. Like, they never say like they never say like something that's actually an admission. No, no it's like very carefully chosen language. Like you don't say I feel guilty or I feel bad. Like no, 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 she you don't feel guilty at all. Heavily You've, coached mm-hmm. by boys himself, PR probably. people and lawyers about how to say things without saying anything, and then never really answer a question. And because you're on a four minute segment of a shitty show. Yeah. There's no time for them to get anywhere. And he's going to hit the bazong sound or whatever the <laughs> fuck he does. I don't know. But yes, and the, but then she the the at this point in the book, I was just trying to like not that I sided with Theranos at all, but I was thinking maybe there's maybe this is like a little aggressive. Maybe the, all these people have an axe to grind. Maybe they they're no. not quite as gross. I just say, <laughs> is there any evidence of that? And I get to the point where she apologizes on TV and she goes, you know, we're really this is bad. We're this is a, this is a, we have to fix this, whatever. And then Carrie says. But she also, at the same time, actively tried to suppress any information coming out as if to say like... Because if mm-hmm. any information get out, it'd be, it'd be 100% proved. Proven? 
prove it. It will be proven <laughs> that they were lying. Of course, outright. So she she didn't feel bad. Is the point? Like she she was like she was totally in on it. She's still just trying to buy time. Yes. And at that point, blood is in the water, and everyone's like, turn. They turn on her because they had written so many circle jerk news articles about her within the within the last year of this yeah. It's when it really out. exploded, mm-hmm. like Forbes. Like she was on the cover. Yeah, and holding her little fucking douche the tiny tube. And it, everyone was just like, oh, we should have actually done journalism. Yeah, exactly. Every time these articles came out, they did not check anything. No. All they did was well, say, like, oh, well, ask, my, ask the lab guy or ask my mom how good I am. Or, but then they would say, well, we have, she, she would just kind of say things like, we have deals with the military. And then they're well, really. Some of, some of them were, like, outright just lies. But then, but then the military never actually used her stuff. Mm-hmm. They never paid a cent. She said to we were them. approved by the FDA, and the FDA was like, "No, we never approved anything." And they they approved like one test for one thing one time. Yeah, yeah. and they like, took, they hailed it as the great victory. Yeah, and but they were they were also banking on some very subtle misreading or very careful reading of of the law that they never had to go through the FDA at the same time. Yeah, they they were they were saying that they were lab developed tests. Which were not the same as actual tests. It was like a, yeah, I don't know what that means. It, it, I, I don't a know. regulatory no man's land is yeah. what the, how the book described it. It was like saying like this is a different kind of test that isn't subject to the FDA, so therefore we don't have to do them. But they're also approved yeah. by the FDA. <laughs> and also, they just kept citing that one journal, scientific journal article study that oh, they yeah. did. And it was like it was in some it was, pay, it was paper like, publishing Italian article. Yeah, it was like you tested six people. And it wasn't a good test. <laughs> yeah, the data wasn't even very persuasive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it just became, a, 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 like, the second anyone scratched the surface, which is like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. It absolutely became fraud. Like, maybe at the very beginning, they were merely the saying, yeah. we're going to develop this thing. And but there's at nothing some wrong point, with that. At some point, they basically changed their story and said, we have developed this thing, when actually yep. they hadn't. And that's why it was all a lie. You know, they're looking at it, they had... They could have done a better job of making this thing, but she was so dead set on certain requirements. Having she, it she, small, she was having like, it look like an iPhone. She required it being like a certain size, and the guys yeah. were like, we cannot make things this small. The laws of physics will not allow this to work. Yeah. Like, fluid dynamics... They could have made, like... Have not figured this they out. They probably could have made a machine like the size of a server rack that did a thousand tests, and it would have been... It still would have changed the game. Absolutely. But she was like, no, it needs to be the size of a printer. Because she wanted she eventually wanted to be in every, every person's home. Yeah, she, she didn't understand intermediate steps. Yeah. It was like, no, we do the good thing first, and then we make it smaller once it works. Like, no, just start at 100. Start at 100. There's no middle ground. Yeah. <laughs> so they could, I mean... And I they fired anyone that said no. That's a, that's a way, to, way to be successful. She hired her brother. And his frat bros. And his frat bros. Were they called the Thera bros? <laughs> yeah, that was really good. <laughs> Who, as like salespeople or something, because you know salespeople are just douchebags. Well, like she that. hired her shithead boyfriend, and he had who was his title? It was like chancellor. It was some bullshit title. Yeah. Like, he was vice president of you know being an asshole, but yeah. her secret boyfriend. Yes, well, old creepy Indian man. Her internet boyfriend that she hired. Yeah, and this uh, dude that was taking advantage of her when she was an impressionable youth. Oh, he was so gross, yeah. and he also was hiring apparently a whole bunch of guys straight from India. That he were was just hiring yes men. dudes from India. Because and they were all yes men because if you were a no man he would revoke your visa and you have to go back to India so yeah. he was basically blackmailing people to agreeing with him so like Theranos slavery yeah it was kind of it was kind of if you did not agree you would be fired and ruined there's a cultural thing apparently too that he was like a very old school Indian business mindset where it's very much like master slave master know? master servant yeah yeah exactly so he still kind of he just brought that whole hog over to 
Theranos. And Elizabeth Holmes is like, Sonny's doing great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was, a, it was a really interesting book. Super it fascinating. It was, really fascinating. It was, it was an insight into the way business works. <laughs> it, was, it was just like, holy shit. How can they get... How, I mean, they how explain they how they get away And you know what? Hundreds of other companies do the same shit all the time. Well, what's the difference, though? Why is this so exciting? Because it's a... It's about healthcare. Most are just trying to make a better angry Most are birds. not trying to... <laughs> most are not per, uh, going to kill people who do something wrong. Sure. I mean, also, they, they were so nasty. Like, sending private investigators to tail people... I mean, that happens in the tech world. That's probably more common than we want to acknowledge. That's gross. But sure, I'll believe that. But it's just... Like secrecy, the secrecy of that... I heard this, I don't know if I said this earlier, but I heard this somewhere. The Silicon Valley has created more wealth than any other area in human history. It's probably true. Like, that's Angry birds, an man. asinine amount of money. It, like, it, like, one small chunk outside of San Francisco has made more wealth than, you know, some countries. Many a lot more countries. than a yeah. lot of countries. In the history of the earth. And that is, there's a lot riding on it for a lot of people. And they will do whatever the fuck they can and whatever the fuck they want. Because it's widely just, we don't, people don't care. This one they cared, maybe because healthcare, but also because maybe for some reason it just got, I it think, just got noticed. I think when you cross over from, like if, if this, if the whole story was the same, but it turned out that they was like a fucking antivirus company or something for your computer that could fuck up your computer, people would still be really mad. John McAfee. The antivirus thing? Oh, yeah, he, that that was so a crazy. scam. Really? No. Yes, 100% it was a scam. He, convin- he convinced people that computer viruses were way more of a threat than they actually were back in the day and then just sold them shit they didn't need. It just slowed down them playing solitaire on Windows and And now he's a crazy man. Yeah, he's, he's a crazy guy. I might vote for him for president if he runs again. He's a he's, murderer. He is a crazy yep. dude. He murdered people. And he's Their a dog anyway, he's barked ever... very loudly next yeah, door or something like true. that, and he killed the guy. And he raped that girl, but, you know. There's different Jesus. laws. Uh... No, so, that's still against the law anyway. in Bolivia. <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> anyway, tell us what you thought. Uh, Send yeah. us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram. At Drunk Guys Book Club. <laughs> and we are now a member of the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. So check them out, too. Give it, leave us five stars, or we'll take all of your blood. <laughs> won't do anything with it. We'll give it to Henry Kissinger so he might live another four minutes. <laughs> uh, okay, thanks for listening. Thanks.